Johnson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, live today from Supply Link, their grand reopening, 621 West, 800 South, right here in Bountiful. Uh, come on by. Uh, if you were use the keyword octopus in honor of Gordon, you're going to get an additional 25% off, and all their stuff is already 30 to 60% off. But they're doing a lot of fun things because they want to get folks down and check it out. So they've got the giant blow-up slide, the foosball, the basketball, uh, the Steve's Killer Dogs, which indeed wow. live up to their name. How's it going over there, Gordon? I'm actually really impressed because, okay, so Gordon got a Barking Chihuahua, which is basically, it looked like a, a, a like a, a beautiful chili dog. Had the cheese and, and some peppers and just looked incredible but it was it was big it's a it's a it's a big hot dog and and you made some good progress you made a good dent in that sucker yeah i'm uh, about four fifths of the way through <laughs> you, did that. you must have enjoyed that and that's not the one i would have picked i would have picked the one you had out of the choices with the crowd but i'm telling you what this is good eating and yours was too amazing isn't it uh, the the hot dog a very uh, what, what's what's flexible vehicle, right? I mean, you could you could have a lo- a high variety of, of hot dogs. It is versatile. We had we had a very different hot dog experience right there. Although I'm thinking, both delicious. But both were delicious. And what was the other one? Other two? He it, said? The German the Amer- Shepherd. The German. No, the the other two. Oh, he said the American. Uh, the American, I think. And the All American or something. The All American, and there was one more. Yeah, we'll have to go find out. Well, wait, are you they go, all sounded. You gonna and, go and, back for dog number two? The here's the thing about a hot dog, you got to have good meat, and then the the the, the, uh, the bun has to be fresh, and that bun is fresh, and then all the fixings on there. Tell you what, was that not? Was that not? That was good. This is good. Mine was wonderful. Yep, no doubt. Uh, sorry, about it. I, I'm a little, I'm a little overwrought with this because I just got done eating. <laughs> We, uh, we're going to talk to Jordan Pendleton coming up here momentarily. I don't have a napkin. Do <laughs> you need a napkin? <laughs> Holy cow. Uh, All right. We're going to talk to Jordan. Focus. Uh, in one moment, he's the former BYU linebacker. He joins us each and every Friday. We're going to see where he's at of this BYU program. We've got to make like the jazz and focus. Okay. Our defense is getting a little sloppy we right do. here because we've been – distracted by good eating the kooks probably need to focus uh, a little bit too where do you think the fan base is at right now uh distressed i was talking to um i was talking to jake hatch uh earlier today and he was talking to some folks inside the program and they're not with the weather and everything they're not expecting a real robust crowd down at lavelle edwards stadium when you lose to toledo and south florida and then you're asking a fan base to show up at 8.30 at night or 8.15 at night on a cold, rainy night? How do you think that's going to go? But it is Boise State. I mean, it's one of your rivals. It's a really interesting opponent. You get home at 1 in the morning. You're drenched. You're soaking wet. You're freezing. I, I don't know. I, 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 I get it. I get it. Lose. Fans are fans, and, and there will be some that show up. I'm going to miss it. But for the for those who are just sort of uh, uh, casual fans, they I don't know how interested they're going to be in that. Joining us now, former BYU linebacker on the Sprint special guest line, 
He is our good friend Jordan Pendleton. And and Jordan, first of all, happy Friday to you. How are things? Doing um man, I I think I'm retiring coming on your show after this year because I feel like every week we're talking about uh another loss and it's I don't know, getting kind of getting kind of old. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I, I think a lot of BYU fans feel that way, Jordan. And, and in fact, that's just what Gordon and I were, were talking about. Where Where's the fan base uh, on this team now? And, and of course, you're always going to have your, your diehards, I suppose. But it, it feels like BYU Nation is, is more than a little bit discouraged. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, it's uh, man, it's just, we're not used to losing to teams like that, you know. And I, and I said it last, I said it last week. You know, my my concern was that they have good athletes, and then with our inability to stop the run, you know that that was my main concern. Is like if we can't stop the run, they're gonna have fast guy. Like they're gonna have guys that are faster than us. But at the end of the day, still, you know that those type of games were never a concern for BYU. You know, those are games that second, third, fourth string guys are getting in in the third, fourth quarter. That's that's what those kind of games used to be, and now it's it's like we're lucky to sneak away with a win. So it's it's pretty discouraging, you know. I I got a lot of clients, I got a lot of friends that I communicate with that are BYU fans, and yeah, I mean everybody seems pretty kind of fed up with it. It's it's definitely uh, it's definitely a bummer. I don't even really know what to say. So, Jordan, we've asked you these questions before, but not in comprehensive form. Let me ask you straight up, what needs to change for BYU football to be, uh, to improve itself? What, where would you start if somebody made you emperor? I think the number one thing is discipline, you know, and I know it's like we could talk about X's and O's and we can talk about you know, game plans and all that stuff, but I, I just don't think the discipline is there. And I, I think, you know, at, B, at BYU is a special place. Like we, we do, we have restrictions uh, on recruiting. Like we, we don't, we're not able to recruit like other schools. Um, and, you know, there, there, there are some challenges down there and I don't want to like discredit that, but at the same time, we have to find ways to, you know, gain an edge somehow and one of those ways that we did it was discipline you know like we were held accountable for every little thing I've mentioned it on the show I think it was a couple years ago but just little things like if there was one piece of lint on the floor in the locker room like we had GAs coming through at midnight and counting how many like if there's anything on the floor and then we were held accountable for that for the next day so we literally had teammates like there was there was nights I was there in the in the in the locker room, making sure that nobody else had left out tape, or their ankle tape, or they left their gloves on the floor. Like that's how in tune we were with everything, you know, with the with the coaching staff that was there. And now it's not like that. Now it, it's not like that. And I you know I I could be totally out of my mind for saying it, but I think discipline is the number one thing. There's there's no way. You can have a defense be 120th at stopping the run in the country if you didn't lack discipline. And I, I think that's the, the number one thing right now down there. 
So uh, correlate that for us, will you? How is the lack of discipline as far as what's happening on the football field manifested? Yeah, you know, people are people just are not doing their jobs. I, I watched the defense this last weekend. And I really tried to break it down. I really tried to watch, like, what was going on, and it, it was ugly. Like, we guys are not in the right spots. Guys are trying to, you know, go outside of what their job actually is. Like, we got blown up in the middle so bad. Guys not filling the, the, the correct gaps, and – in order to have a successful defense, I mean, you've got to, you got, you need 11 guys that are all willing to just do their job. And if you do your job and everybody else around you does their job, then that play is a success. But what I'm seeing is people are not in the right spots. People are not filling the right gaps, uh, the right holes. Um, we're, we're, we got guys that are, are breaking down in coverage. And overall, it's just, you know, it, it, it's messy. And so that that's the biggest thing I see. And, you know, it, it starts with the guys up front getting getting ran on like we did last week. It, it was like, you know, our, our nose and our defensive ends, they're getting blown off back the ball by five yards. And the running back is going downhill seven yards before the linebacker is even able to touch them. And it's just stuff like that. It, it goes a long way. So do you, let me ask you this, Jordan, over the years then, do you think that there's still the same consistent talent level at BYU and the approach has not been effective, or do you think the talent has fallen off as well? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I think we've been more talented in the past um, from a, you know, a personnel standpoint. I think, like, if we're talking all 11 guys, you know, we've, we've had – Obviously, a lot of guys that are, that are recently playing in the NFL that were on BYU's defense, your Fred Warners, your Van Noys, your you know Ziggy Ansahs. Like, so I, I don't want to say the talent is is just as good now because um, I don't think it is. Uh, Taki Taki is another one, but I, I don't think our talent is terrible. Um, I think I think we've had better talent in the past, but I don't think it's it's bad enough to be 120th in the country at, at you know at run defense. So right now it's it, it's a scheme thing. It's a you know we're we're not we're just not putting our guys in a position to be successful. And I think we do have good guys. Like I think uh, is it um, you know the Kafusi kid? Uh, he reminds me a lot of of talkie talkie i think he is going to be a really good player like we have some good athletes out there but we're just we're not in the right spots right now and it's frustrating to watch so if that's the case where do you divide the blame as you were talking about there between the players and the coaches what what message what message is not being properly applied and what message is not being properly delivered yeah it's it's hard to say you know like it's it's easy for me to sit here and, and pick everything apart and stuff. Like I, I can see what I what I watch, you know, when I'm watching the game, but I don't know what they're being taught. I don't know you know, I don't know what their their actual alignment and their assignments are, are necessarily supposed to be. I can watch and, and and know what I think is happening, but I don't know what's being said down there. I don't know the I don't know what's being taught. I don't know the technique that's being taught. So it's it's really hard to, to know and to pinpoint that. 
but at the end of the day, something is so, something's off. And, and if you know, I, I just like you, you could have an average, a really average athlete, athletic team, and and still have a really good defense. You know, like I. I think when what year was it? It was 2009. It was my sophomore year. We were not super talented at all. You know, we we had guys, um, we had guys that were first year starters. Like they they didn't even start till their senior year. You know, um, guys that probably ran a five two forty. But we were we were really good, and and it was just because we were so like everybody was so smart, and everybody was in the right spot at the right time, and everybody just focused on their job and. And so, you know, it's not fine. It's just, for whatever reason, our defense is is trash. (laughs) Well, Jordan, uh, enjoy the game. I I think uh, a win over Boise State would go a long way for Cougar fans, but that that might be easier said than done, right? (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Um, Definitely a must-win game. And, you know, thankfully it's at home, and and hopefully they can get back on the right track. But we we will see for sure. Thanks, Jordan. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Thanks, Jordan Pendleton. Man, you can hear the pain in his voice, can't you? Yeah, and and you know what? And it's why I love having Jordan on because he's he's so he's so very honest, and and he will certainly give you his perspective. And I agree with him about the discipline thing. You know that BYU got a long way on on being more disciplined and going to be doing the right things. And it was kind of it was it was. It was what Bronco made his living on, and, and but they were really, really good at it. After and, BYU had the 4-9 and nine season, uh, people were bringing this up, and I thought it had been addressed. Well, I, I don't think you go from uh, zero to Bronco overnight, but no. But but what Jordan is saying is really concerning. He's saying the guys aren't in the right spot. Yeah. They got run over not because they were physically overmatched, because they didn't know what they were doing. Well, you saw that's, that. That's alarming. And that, did you see the one play where I, I mean, the South Florida offensive lineman just absolutely plowed over BYU's defender? I don't even know who it was. You couldn't see his number because he was totally obscured by the offensive lineman. And they, I think that was on a play they scored that touchdown on. Well, you can tell in Jordan's voice that that's a guy who's used to BYU football being stout against the run and who's frustrated that it's not. Yes, and he's talking about, okay, uh, BYU might not have the greatest talent in the world, but they can make up for it in other ways, and it's not being made up for. And it's not happening. More Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.